Greetings, heathens and witches. Welcome to Horn and Cauldron Podcast. I'm John Norgrove. And I'm Julie Norgrove. And this is Horn. And Cauldron. The podcast. So, yay. I gotta get intro music for that. So, this is the first episode, everybody. And, um, as you can tell by that beautifully unpracticed intro delivery. It's clear that we're... That we're, we're new at this. We're new at this. We're new at this. <laughs> we're new at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, our goal is... Let's start with our goals on this, right? So, our, our first and foremost... Horn and Cauldron is going to be like, uh, everybody's welcome, witchy, pagan, heathen, alternative sort of a podcast, so this is like a hate-free zone, no hate, unless they deserve it. Um, and even then, probably not. And then even then, like, why, it's not worth the effort, man, you don't gain nothing from hate, so no hate. Yeah. Don't do hate. Don't, no hate. Anti-hate. Um, our goal is to get these out every other week, yep. so... Um, Twice, so, it's twice a month, except for the months where it's three uh-huh. times a month. You get paid every two weeks. You know how that works. Um, <laughs> right? That's the way that I look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think of it like being paid, but so we're not getting paid. So either associate us with the time that you're broke or the time that you got lots of money because you just got paid. Yeah, because that's how we're going to associate this with because I'm not entirely certain how this lines up, but it's probably the broke. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so our goal here is to is to get these out every other week. For the foreseeable future, you can, you should be able to find us on all of your podcast things. And if you're watching this video, then um, we uh, we're going to be here also uh, on Mondays. Um, yep. If you're not watching the video and you're listening to the podcast, uh, join us over on YouTube.com/nerdjive. And you can um, listen to these early. Yeah, you can listen to them early, and you can see our our beautiful faces. Well, you can see her beautiful face and whatever the hell's going My on with me. Face. But that's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah. And, uh, you know, as things progress, we'll probably get, I'll probably use a better mic than this mic and we'll get like a nice thing. Don't, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah. Come with us on this journey. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, our goals are, I wrote some stuff down here, so get used to that. Uh, to share and educate on all things witchy, heathen, herbalism, naturalism, philosophy, occult, pagan, and kind of everything in between. Sort of to talk and discuss about all this stuff. Build a community of open-minded people who want to share and practice in the knowledge of ways like this, ancient ways and modern interpret interpretations of ancient ways, as well as to explore, learn, and educate together. So, yeah, so if uh, we say a thing and you disagree, uh, you comment below, you you find this video if you're listening to it and you comment, you leave a, you send an email. Go to nerdjive.com. Yeah. I got a contact form there. Uh, send me an email. Let me know. And, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, we'll go from baby, there. Baby witches, if you call yourself that, or novices, or even people that have been Just practicing new. for a while. Yeah. Like, you're all welcome here. Um, like he was saying, you know, we want to create this, like, really nice kind of place where you can come and kind of learn and listen and so that we can also yeah. expand oh. in our own journeys, too. We are not so, experts. This is yeah. for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> but, all right, let, let's, yeah. let's get that legal shit out of the way. All right, we are not experts. This is for entertainment purposes only. We are not giving you... Uh, life advice we are not claiming that our answer is is the one true answer or even an acceptable answer to begin with we are two jackasses standing in front of a camera well sitting. we're actually sitting sitting in front of a yeah. camera drinking beers and uh, talking about one of our favorite things favorite things to do and one of our practices and our hobbies and something that's passionate to us and that we honest to god you know what we talked to so many people about it we figured why not sit down and talk to all of y'all uh, yeah. And that's what we're doing here. So yeah, put us on in the drive, put us on in the whatever, and, and let's go from there. But so I guess maybe first and foremost, I think we should maybe talk a little bit about us. It's it's introduction time. So yeah. uh, so let's see. Uh, I'm John Norgrove. I'm thirty. Oh, we're talking about ages. No, I'm not. I don't I'm know not going to do that. She's no, not going to do, do that. Um, I'm, 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 I'm young or old, depending on your point of view, and it doesn't really matter because I don't believe in that shit. Um, I just don't care. How old people are, and um, no assholes, and uh, yeah, I've been. I am. Mm, uh, so you would consider yourself a what? I I, I would call myself a, a shamanistic Odinist. Is right. probably the the best way to say that a runic satyr. Although that's sort of like modifying a noun with a noun, but still. Um, um, is kind of the way that I say it. So it's like a modern interpretation of older Norse practices and that sort of thing influenced a lot by 
Wiccan tree and Buddhism, and uh, I was raised Catholic, so influenced a lot by that. Um, and I sort of, I'm, I'm very like omnidirectional with regard to like let's let's learn everything, you know, and let's practice everything. I mean, like this year for me has been an adventure in tarot. Uh, pre this year, I, I've I never did anything. Yeah. Really tarot-y. Um, and and now. I have spent an embarrassingly large amount of money on tarot decks on Kickstarter. <laughs> Guess what? Kickstarter won 2020 with regard to my fucking checking account. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, there, there were a couple of those Kickstarts there that, that I, I kickstarted. I was just like, I want all of the things. And they're like, that's going to cost a lot of money. And I'm just like, fuck. But... I guess I got. I guess to. I gotta do it. And then I did it and whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know... Uh, you know, we practice, I practice uh, herbalism and spiritualism. I meditate a lot. I'm a, a big advocate of meditation. Um, I, I think of myself as like, an, as like um, somebody who focuses a lot on sort of efficiency in thought and in movement um, because of my background in martial arts. Um, so I do a lot of superfluous and unnecessary things. Don't, don't make, don't think that I'm trying to say that I'm doing something special. That's, that's not what this is. Uh, but I, I like to really analyze things. I'm hyper analytical about stuff, which I know like one would think that uh, being hyper analytical about something as esoteric as, uh, as, um, non-standardized faith might be a little, um, untoward. But uh, I like to analyze things and then, you know, I mean, sort of read into it what, you, what you're what you feeling and what you think is right and sort of learn and grow and educate. And I've always believed that, you know, your faith is your faith. And if you learn something new and you think that your faith needs to shift to, to adjust to that new information, then that makes sense, right? I mean, you, if you think of, for me, I, I think of faith and belief and practice as sort of like as like as an architect in an architectural sense right like as a church in its physical form and if you learn all of a sudden that there's this new shit called concrete and you can build out of fucking giant rocks you know like giant perfectly cubed off rocks i mean don't you think you're going to tear down that wooden structure and build a big old stone structure uh in its stead you know so it, for me religious education is this idea that one one's religion evolves with the education they gain and that's sort of where like i sort of approach these things is sort of like how do i how do i learn more what am i going to learn and then what can i do with the knowledge that i gain and sometimes it's like you know what this knowledge aligns with what i believe and you know and how i feel about this and and you know like i'm gonna run with this and it's great and sometimes it it doesn't align and i'm just like you know what but it brings up a bunch of great points that i never thought of i'm gonna run with it and sometimes stuff aligns with my opinion and i'm just like you know what i like i like it and it aligns with my opinion it's not a practice that i whether it's feel comfortable with or or enjoy or honestly it's just like eh, i'm not really feeling it and to me that like as like absurd hippy dippy as it sounds it's like if you're not feeling it man you're just not feeling it and yeah. it's just not worth it no more, you know? So, uh, you know, for me, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I ebb and flow through times of like, I'm, you know, I'm making a bunch of crafts and I'm altering, you know, I'm, I'm doing stuff on, on my altar and I'm, you know, I'm doing tarot every day and I'm, you know, making runes and designing stuff with bits of down tree that we have and such like that. And then I'll go for months where it's like, I kind of not, I don't touch any of it and I'm just sort of wrapped up in other projects you know, and so there's there's a give and take to it. There's an ebb and flow. Um, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm much of a of a weird shamany water person about that sort of stuff. <laughs> so it's sort of like it's sort of like the ocean. I'm I'm real psychotic about the ocean, man. I love the ocean. If I'm near the water, I have to go in it. It's like a thing for me. Yeah. I, we live up in Northern California, where it is cold as shit in the water, and I am out there in a banana hammock in in December if I could. You know, like, no questions asked. Yeah, you don't really go to our beaches to, like, lay out in the sun and swim like you do no, I mean, beaches you, in like, other places. You can, right, during Everyone the summer. Everyone that but... we have that are friends from yeah. any, like, any place south. SoCal people don't. SoCal yeah, you guys people are, are like, guys are how soft do about you this cold handle water. this? It's not that cold, man, dude. I own a red, white, and blue bald eagle on the on the ass banana hammock, and I will take that shit out. What was, was like, two years ago we got done, um, 
on a road trip and we stopped off at the beach in like what January or something. Yeah. And I was out there body surfing with a bunch of these guys in wetsuits and shit and they're just like this is not safe man. Yeah. You gotta get in. And I was like no it's great. I love the ocean you know and I'm one of those people and I, honestly I think that that sort of connection for me really um treats to sort of the way that I look at at faith and religion and belief and all this sort of stuff is there's an ebb and flow and, and there's currents and, and it's it's more full of life than sometimes we give it credit for. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's me in not so many words, but far too many at the same time. Um, <laughs> what about what about you? Oh, geez. Um, it's hard for me to really like, like put myself into a category uh, but I guess maybe I should first introduce myself. So hi, I'm Julie Norgrove. I am not going to give my age, but let me tell you, I am eternal. Yeah, she's like 4,287. <laughs> uh, wh whatever old is. Whatever but old also is. But the... like arcane old, not like old geriatric yeah. old. You but, know, also like... Like, but also like the juxtaposition of being very young at the same time. Yeah, young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> Old soul, uh, I've right? been I've been practicing magic ever since I was little. So I've been practicing magic for over 30 years. And even going back as old as I can remember, it's never been a thing for me that needs a label. But at the same time, I also remember a time when you very much didn't talk about this stuff with with anybody um except for those that you knew were going to be okay with it because of the way that you would be labeled uh, and i didn't come from a very religious household or background that's just how things were when i was growing up but you know when i was when i was very little um like one of my like oldest memories is me making potions in the backyard and uh they were they were pretty magical i would just take like little things from here and little things from there and i would blend them up and um you know you would use them like potions and then they would do whatever it was i said they would i remember <laughs> doing all of that and uh working with spirits is something that i've done since a very early age uh, i didn't really have an imaginary friend per se uh although in some kids that's kind of the way that that manifests i always knew that it wasn't imaginary um that that was my my spirit guides as it were and that was sort of the thing actually like the awakening for me with the spirit guides was uh, phantom of the opera and i don't really understand why but when i heard that when i heard phantom of the opera it was before it was like recorded on tv and it was only like on dvd and it was like or cd and it was like a big deal uh, that was kind of like my like snap i was like oh i get it now like these are spirit guides and that's what this is and this is how this it's the half mask how this works i don't write i it's i don't really understand why it like did that but um as a kid i um I spent a lot of time at the library and I remember just devouring every book I could get in the occult section, which was everything from magic to aliens. And back in the 80s and the early 90s, there wasn't a lot there. So you had to really like search far and wide and you had to take things from books and you had to kind of like use your intuition um, really heavily. And then... Um, you know, as the 90s rolled on, you started to, I started to finally be of an age and things started to be of a time and magic started to be of a place where it was socially acceptable enough that you could find books on things. So it was a lot of me just like figuring stuff out. And um, it's really cool the way, uh, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this is I didn't have anyone to teach me or to give me information for that. And I see so many people, not just women, but people everywhere sort of turning to this more natural magic, uh, more of a ancestral type of a thing. And a lot of people are looking for help. They're looking for information. They don't know where to start. Um, because right now the problem is not that there isn't enough information. It's just that there's too much. Yeah. How do you tell what's, what you, what's good advice and what's bad advice? Yeah. Like too, I saw too many meal numbers on the McDonald's menu, man. It makes it hard to choose yeah. which number well, you want to Well, I saw eat, you know someone recently on, on Reddit who was saying that they were putting their offering 
offerings inside of like a jar candle for the deities that they were following. And I was just like, oh my gosh, no, please don't do that. Um, you know, and these questions come up uh, and I just think, gosh, like, I guess I've, I've, I have I know what my answer to that would be, but trying to put myself in that other person's shoes. I've always seen myself as sort of a mentor. One of my nicknames is the cardamom because I'm sort of the mom of whatever friend group it is that I reside in. <laughs> uh, and, you know, sometimes I know this stuff just because of like personal experience, but sometimes I know this stuff just because I know. Yeah. Um, and for me, I don't, I, I don't know that I really have a designation for what I would call myself because I don't really know what I would be because I am very eclectic in my uh, in my tastes and in my practice yeah, like sing that singular in faith yeah you know? yeah I don't have like one bucket that I can really put myself into but I've studied a lot of Wicca and I've studied a lot of magic with a K I've studied a lot of Celtic type magic as well as Hellenistic so Greek mythology Egyptian magic all of that stuff is very interesting to me I'm hugely into astrology um, and I am not a, an expert by any means and I'm always learning new stuff with that and it never ceases to fascinate me how it can really sort of dig in and help you understand who you are and where your path is and where you're going and how to get there and how to accentuate your strengths and acknowledge and sort of move past and work with your weaknesses which is something that a lot of people don't think about astrology a lot of people are just like oh it's like a horoscope and it's all super general stuff like you might have a bad day today uh but for me astrology is so much more than just like a horoscope or that sort of uh thing but don't get me wrong i do love my astrology memes <laughs> uh i also memes have been on point this year Let yeah me tell you what dude 2020 yeah. is a good year for yeah, witchy memes. Yeah, good year for witchy memes, 100%, 100%. Yeah. I also like uh, crystals and herbs and Gotta stuff. Gotta love shiny rocks. Listen, I rule, really rule, like rule, shiny rule, rocks. Rule one pagan <laughs> shit, shiny rocks are dope. Rule two, yeah. sharp things are also dope. I'm gonna be real with you. Oh no, for me, rule two, it was sticks. Collect all the sticks. Sticks can be sharp. Sticks dogs. are super important. Sticks um, are pointy. I got a lot of pointy sticks. What are you fucking talking about? But I dude? also really like um, herbalism, which is the use of herbs for therapeutic um, manners, but also the magical side of herbalism, yeah. which the, incorporates the things that you're not necessarily going to uh, eat. Holistic medicine of herbalism, yeah. which, which we're studying yeah. um, online. Uh, as well as the magical side of herbalism. Yeah, um, and tarot. Cool. I'm yeah. huge into tarot. I've been reading tarot since I was very young. Tarot. Uh, no, it's not tarot. I think it's tarot. Uh, I've been reading tarot <laughs> since really the only deck you had was Rider White. So um, it's pretty cool. I also like oracle decks and stuff like that. I do a lot of magic by the moon phases. I've always felt really... Um, attracted to and engrossed by the moon and the power of the moon. And I don't necessarily do magic at every phase of the moon, but I do pay attention to that. And for me, the dark moon, the the new moon is is the most powerful sort of piece in my um, in my sort of magical thing. I can feel it uh, like how you would feel the, the the full moon. So I do a lot of lunar magic as well. We I still do potions as an adult. <laughs> I do a lot of kitchen magic. We live in an old growth uh, redwood forest, and it is located on top of a fairly powerful ley line and. We, um, so I work a lot with the, the energy of that as well as energy magic sort of in general, specifically with colors. And um, we, upon moving here, really have been working fairly closely with the Fae folk, which I know a lot of people aren't really into, but it's one of those things where once you kind of know what you're getting into, you have a little bit better understanding of how to navigate that. And we'll get into that in later podcasts. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I do a lot of Fae magic. I do a lot of magic that is associated with the spirits of the land that we are in. I can talk to ghosts and banish them if need be. Uh, and for me, 
magic and all of this stuff is really much more like an, an intertwining of things. Uh, you know, I feel like I can sort of like grab it and harness it and it, it intertwines with my daily life in many ways. Uh, and even before living in a, you know, like a super cool old forest and like an old house that was haunted and, you know, all that other kind of yeah, yeah. fun stuff. But if, for me, it's something that's always been there. It's, it's stable. It's a rock. It's steady. And I understand it, even though I don't know all of it. And it helps me to sort of just like keep my head straight as it were, with, as someone who's struggled with depression and anxiety my whole life, it is something that helps me in my darkest times to kind of help to climb out of that. Uh, and to right the ship. Yeah. And much like, much like you, I, um, you know, there's times where I'm doing stuff every single day. And then there are times where I sort of leave it alone and sort of let it go for a little while. And, you know, you just, it kind of, it kind of ebbs and flows. So, yeah. you know, if you're yeah. listening to this and you're, you've been thinking like, oh man, I haven't done anything with my magic lately or whatever the case is, like you're not alone. It's standard for that to ebb and flow. The yeah. moon ebbs and flows, the seasons ebb and flow, the tides ebb and flow. Yeah. It's not a there's, constant. There's rhythm to things, and and you know, especially if you're if you're new to a lot of this, you know, you're gonna you're gonna find a lot of people who call themselves experts, and in so far as one is always an expert in their own faith, as long as they admit and are aware of the fact that that there is always room for growth. Yes, they are experts, but at the same time, everybody has willingness and has space to, to grow, you know? And, and like, for me, the thing is, is, is like, some people have really, um, really intense opinions about structure in faith, um, that may or may not agree with the way that I look at it. And for me, it's one of those things where it's like, it's cool that you feel that way. You know, and that you have that level of structure. I, I I would rather not have that level of structure in my life with regard to faith, so I'm just not going to, you know, or practice or anything like that. And and at the same time, I mean, you know what? Like I'm always, you know, I'm I'm on the the Reddit boards and I, you know the subreddits. Ugh, sound like an old person. I'm on the subreddits. And I'm, I'm on, on the, the internet. And uh, and you know, and I'm I'm on the. Do the, you use the Google? I do sometimes use the Google. Sometimes <laughs> listen. Sometimes you have to Yahoo a thing, or God help us all, you have to fucking Bing a thing. Those no, it's like that movie, the uh, the interns with uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Where yeah. Go to where, they, where they intern yeah. at Google. That's Do a good you movie. use the Instachat? Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started with the Instachats. But, uh, yeah. And you know what? I mean, like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm with Julie on this one. Uh, I love I love me a good shiny rock. Um, I love me a strange porcelain thing. I like collecting stuff. Um, we will inevitably, uh, probably the next the next one for Yule. Um, the, the next podcast is about Yule, by the by. Um, probably for the next podcast, we will, um, uh, we'll show you the altar space. We were going to film there. Uh, and last night I was watering the Christmas trees. Um, only to find out that only to the, find out vessel, that the, the vessel has holes, has holes in the bottom. Yeah. So, so we take that, it all apart. Yeah. I had to move <laughs> everything around, re kajigger where all the wiring was going for the Christmas lights and, and the other lights that we have on the, our altar space. Um, Julie and I have um, one like large altar space that we have bifurcated. So uh, one side is With mine. With sort of a common area in the in center, the middle. yeah. yeah. Um, and one side is mine, and one side is hers. And and uh, you know, it's it's. It's very you know interesting. Why? Mine the is, differences is incredibly yeah. less organized than her. Hers is very nice and neat. And well, there's like rocks in a, pretty places. Yeah. And mine is just like piles of stuff. Yours is a what lot is this? More like a bunch like of dead like flowers? A... Let's just put them in a like a let's just put them in a box. <laughs> what is this? Box of dead flowers? What is that? Sack of chicken bones? What is that? You know, like that kind yeah. of stuff. Well, um, yours is a lot more like 
sort of uh, heathen and and hoodoo and yeah, it's much more shamanistic and shamanistic yeah. looking. And lots mine of, lots is of piles a, of yeah, mine's wax. a lot more like I have a lot of I have a lot of statues and I have a lot of I mean I got a lot of statues things man. and everything is very like intentionally placed like very specifically yeah. that rock goes there yeah and that yeah, thing yeah. goes there yeah yeah and and we're, we're we're both very holistic and we're both very like naturalist with regard to a lot of these things so like 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 earlier i, I mentioned that i have a bunch of chicken bones like uh that this guy here so this is the keel bone for our first rooster yeah so so we what we is raised... the keel bone for those that are listening and not watching or it's keel bone it's not a fish it's the breast bone yeah it's the breastbone. Don't worry. I'm just drunk. Uh, but um, it's whatever. You'll get used to it. Uh, and you can actually see this one is like is like warped. It's not perfectly straight. Mm -hmm. So so we raise our own chickens for eggs. And we, we keep a rooster primarily because we have like enormous forest mice um, or rats, whichever you want to call it. It's basically the size of a small animal so who cares they're like uh, and they're like mini ROUSS and, and foxes and there's technically a bear like on the far side of them like like down the road from us so i mean no, nobody messes with our chickens but we like to have a rooster around plus um uh we it allows some of our chickens to hatch their own uh chicks which we have had uh, which we have done before. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, our but chickens are making... But sometimes we end up eating the chickens uh, as well. Our food is making its own food. Um, yeah. But we do sometimes eat our chickens. Uh, uh, Ted, our first rooster, um, which is a pretty good story. Um, all of our chickens are very strangely named. You'll, you'll, you'll get to meet all of them, I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, especially subscribe to, to uh, youtube.com slash nerdjive. We get a lot of those. Uh, we get a, we'll, we'll start doing some chicken videos and some yeah. gardening videos. We did a bunch of garden stuff this. We did some garden stuff this year, and we're gonna do more next year. Yeah. Um, I started a little late on it this year, but uh, yeah. So when we decided to kill Ted because he was getting um, a little too aggressive towards the females, he was chewing up chewing them up a little bit too much, you know, with his with his uh, claws and stuff, and um, he was getting aggressive towards Julie when she was going in there to collect eggs and stuff like that, which yeah. is, like, not cool. And you can't really, um, you can't really, like, um, train them to be less aggressive once they've kind of, like, reached yeah, that threshold I mean, you know, either. Yeah, in, in, in our coop space, uh, really, it was sort of one of those, like, once you started getting aggressive towards Julie when she was trying to do her work in the coop, um, like that was sort of the, the straw that broke the camel's back, yeah. but, but it, but it was also a lot of the fact that we noticed he was getting more aggressive towards the females and like, sort of like, Hey, Oh, okay. Uh, interrupted it. It's commercial time. That's, that's how we're doing this for right now. Cause I haven't figured out a great transition. So actually the battery in the camera died. So this felt like a good place to cut. Don't listen to her lies. Don't listen to her lies. Uh, anywho. So, uh, we, we obviously this is the first episode. We don't have a, a sponsor, but we can sponsor ourselves and that's exactly what we're doing. So we have an Etsy shop. Actually, we do make some uh, witchy aesthetic stuff. Uh, we've got some altars up there, and we've got some uh, we've got some like dream pillows. And yeah. uh, I do some like and we've got some art art going up in like, there, like, like cosmic art. abstract pore painting art. I should have brought one out yeah. here to show you right Later now. Later on, once oh. we get a chance, I have art that I do, which is a yep. bit more Bob Rossi. Yeah, she does Bob Ross style uh, art, and then we also do some art together where yep. I, I do the base layer as a cosmic like abstract pore painting and then she Bob Ross is on top of it which turns out super badass yep so uh yeah visit. and we've also got some uh some purses that are gonna go up there oh yeah um uh and forest gnomes that are straight from the materials in the forest so if you've seen those cute little gnomes that have those little like hats and then it's just the nose and a beard um we've got some of those that will be Making and putting up there yeah maybe in time for yule maybe not it just kind of depends life is pretty busy and we have full-time like day jobs very hectically busy people <laughs> yeah so we'll see we'll see how that works out yeah. but yeah either way uh we're saying that this episode is, is yeah so sponsored by if us or interested in any of that stop by our etsy shop which is norgrove enterprises there will be a link in the comments below and if you're listening on the podcast uh there will be information in the show notes 
Yes. Uh, you can also follow us on our Instagram. That's our most uh, used channel right now. We're thinking yeah. about TikTok. We're just not there yet. Yeah, if you uh, think we should yeah. TikTok, And you us. can follow us on Instagram at either Nerd Jive or uh, at Goddess Jewels. Yeah. That's Nerd Jive's on everything. Yeah, again, in the show notes or in the description down below, depending on where it is that you're yeah. listening to Or uh, And you can find all these links and everything at nerdjive.com. So go to yeah. nerdjive.com and you'll find all the information that you need about us and uh, and what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get so, back into it. Huh? Uh, we were talking about Ted, our rooster. Yep. So Ted was too aggressive and we had to put him down because of his aggressiveness. Yeah. And our plan had always been had, to... reached a pretty mature... Sure, age yeah, too. He yeah, was he, around for a couple, yeah, of, like a like year, two years. Two years. Yeah, yeah, a little over two years. Uh, maybe. And chickens don't have a very long lifespan in general. He, he, was, so. old, he was he was a, he was a he was so a grown he was, ass boy. He was a uh, fully beautiful grown ass boy. Grown ass boy. Yeah. By the by, we still have a ton of yeah. his feathers. Yeah. So but, uh, um, we decided that it was in our and the chickens' best interest to uh, put him down. So what we did was on Samhain, which is Halloween. We decided. Oh no, that wasn't Samhain. That was. Um, no, we uh, we killed. Oh, that was Ted. midsummer. We killed Ted on midsummer. Yeah, yeah. So on midsummer, so the longest day of the year, uh, summer solstice. Summer solstice. Yep. We decided to uh, cull Ted from our flock, yep. and we did it in a very humane way. So if anybody yeah, we, out there we is were, upset, yeah, sorry I, we, guys. We went but to a, we went we, we have a we have a farmer friend who like trained us on how to like properly cull the chickens and yeah. our thing, and she she's a, yeah. a dearth so of knowledge and has been very helpful. I know, I love her so much. Yeah, she's the best. She's love the best. Love you, M. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, the best. So, uh, she, yeah, so she taught us how to uh, do all this stuff, so we put him down as humanely and ethically as we possibly could. Yeah. And we did it uh, fairly ritualistically, but when we say that, that doesn't mean, like, we're holding the, the chicken above our heads and, yeah. and doing the thing or uh, any of that stuff. Yeah. But the, what the we The ritualistic did, standpoint is, is more of a state of mind and a propriety of action uh, because we also like definitely followed every single safety procedure because I'm yeah. super neurotic about those yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Well, um, and it was so, very yeah, it was like hyper safe, built with hyper intention clean. and yeah. reverence. Yeah. It's mostly the intention well. and the headspace you're in when you're doing it. Yeah, what was important for us there. Yeah. And so then, we ate him, and yeah. uh, for him us, yeah. we made him into stew. Yeah, good stew yeah. too. It was good very stew. good stew. Uh, if you raise your own chickens, you're generally not gonna like cut a turkey breast off and. Make like a turkey sandwich. That's not. That's not <laughs> yeah. really what you do with your own chickens. That's for mutant farm, ch like, like yeah, giant yeah. mutant farm chickens. Um, yeah, but we, we we do like stews. Yeah. Or um, uh, we've talked about doing chicken pies. We haven't done yeah. that yet. Um, we haven't done that <laughs> just yet. because. Uh, we've been lazy. But, yeah, but we did it with a lot of with a lot of thought behind yeah, it. And again, yeah. we do intentionally raise our chickens to be sort of half pet and half food. Yeah. So. And then I did a bunch of research. This is for me. This is part of this education thing. Is do do research. Look stuff up always be learning that it's very important it's the the bloody theme of this whole podcast is always be learning uh i found some videos and some and some forums and a bunch of farmers boards and all kind of stuff online about how to properly process bones right so that way they're they're bright they're white they're clean they're sanitary um, but they're not brittle and they're not going to risk any damage. And these bones that I processed came out and these are white as heck. Mm -hmm. These are super white. They're strong. They don't have the like sort of fill glow sometimes you get when you yeah. don't process them properly. And it, it took a while, but uh, we, uh, when we broke it down for stew meat, I mean, basically what we did was we just boiled the bones down. For, uh, for quite a while, we used an Instapot for that, mm -hmm. which is like the sauce for everything. Um, yeah, literally everything. Yeah, Instapot sponsor us. Somebody in Instapot. find Instapot and make them sponsor us. We use that damn <laughs> thing for everything. It's the best. It we have two like of a, them, for the yeah, love of God. Yeah, we have two of them, and one yeah. of them basically permanently lives on our counter. Yeah, and, um, and then we soaked the bones in hydrogen peroxide. And again, this was just over-the-counter stuff. Like, yeah, you know what? The internet's telling you you want to use... Uh, bone work hydrogen peroxide which is whatever like five percent as opposed to the shit that we get that's like one and a half percent or two percent or whatever the heck and and you know what uh, you can do it with some other stuff patience 
is the key there. Yeah. You know, so I used a glass vessel, I processed those, and then we have the uh, chicken feet and the wing tips, which I have not pulled out yet. They're only at... Um, those are being dry. They're only at like six months Yeah. In, yeah. The, in the dry, and I want them in there for a year. And so what I did for that was I got like a sort of briefcase style cardboard box that... What the hell came in that box? Why do we have that box? It's like a know. it's like a super nice <laughs> I don't it's like remember. a really nice like cardboard gift box. I don't even remember what we got that yeah. came in it, but whatever. We got it and it was just like the perfect box at the right time. You know, everything works out um with the right intent. But um so I filled it with a mixture of of uh salt and borax. And the reason why is that salt is is gonna draw out the moisture and then allow it to spread to air as well as um uh, retard like mold growth yeah. and and like the gross stuff and then borax is going to prevent any pests in there uh borax is uh, to be completely honest with you the house witch's secret ingredient uh, for really a bunch is. of stuff yeah. we changed to instead of buying ant steaks like uh i i, I was born and raised a grand ant steakman um oh. i'm i'm brand name grand ant steaks every time they work they're fucking perfect right none of this fancy nonsense ant shit i don't know how none of that shit works especially none of the sprays i hate air like i hate canned bug spray it's the freaking worst man but um yeah we found this recipe online like right after we got the house actually yeah and it's it's borax and sugar dissolved in water and you just soak cotton balls in it and you put it at like spots where you've seen them and like we now know some of the like 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 home spots on the outside of the house we have some ants come out in the front yard there yeah there's a log that they come out of and there's some ants that come out of uh from down the hill of our house that come up the side yeah. of the wall of the house towards the bathroom and so what we do is we know where they're coming in you know again observe your surroundings paying attention is the secret to being outside uh is paying attention i know that sounds kind of crazy but you notice a bunch of yeah. shit this way well one and of the so things we put them there and we put them there and it it humanely reduces the ant population right but it keeps them from coming into the house and to be completely honest with you they come back like once every three months not in the house though we'll just see them outside yeah. where we know they yeah. are we put the stuff out they go away for a little while and then they come back we put the stuff out and it's this nice thing where we like we've never like completely destroy the ant population out there um well but that's but the they thing don't, but right? they don't come into our One house of the things that we've been doing since we live here now is trying to live in in with. harmony with the land yeah with with, with, with nature not in nature yeah. You yeah. know, uh, uh, and it's a it's it's very different. I grew up in a very urban setting in the in the Bay Area, and move and now we live in the middle of the woods. And uh, you know, like child me would have never thought this would have been my house. But <laughs> at the same time, every time I see one of those memes that's like, I just want to be a witch and live in the woods in a in a creepy old house, yeah. and uh, with your you dogs know, and with your like your dogs and your... and your birds and all your magic stuff, like yeah. that's actually my life. Yeah, it's the uh, best. It's, it's this really is the thing. wonderful. You can just do it. Uh, you know what, man? I mean, we live in a very expensive part of California, very expensive part yeah. of California, and we are not at all like big wealthy boys about it. But but you know what? We found a way to sort of like find our place and make it our own and and you know, that's sort of the important thing for us is sort of finding it and making it. I mean, we have like we spent like a whole Sunday uh, um, just, I built, like, a dedicated spot out of old plywood. I'm big on, like, recycling stuff, and, like, if a, like, if, if the breweries, if a brewery's getting rid of, uh, wine barrels, or a winery's getting rid of wine barrels for free, you know, I'm gonna go down there and pick them up, or, like, I mean, hell, last, last winter, like, like, three quarters, not even more than that, probably nine-tenths of the wood we burned was down trees in the local area yeah. that um, that people had cut down on their property and wanted to save a penny, so they didn't have the people who cut them down haul them off and recycle them. Yeah. And so they just put it up like, hey, if you want to haul the wood, it's free, just come pick it up. I met a, a ton of great people. Every person I met was super awesome. They are like the nicest people. And... and you know what they had a thing that they didn't want on their property and we had use for it so i brought it all home i split it uh julie has figured out how to stack wood like perfectly so we have this like nice routine <laughs> where i just split wood i bought this um um 
uh, oh man, it's that it's that company that make the sewing shears also. Who is it who makes my axe? Uh, Fisker. Oh, dude. Oh <laughs> I my don't use god. Fisker scissors. So I don't oh, know. <laughs> okay. Fisker makes the best scissors on the planet. I use they, fancy scissors. They uh, Fisker's the fancy ones. Um, but yeah, I it was I took a risk on a limb and bought an uh, a Fisker splitting axe because the axe that I was using I literally shattered the head off of. Yeah. Uh, which is fucking horrifying. I recommend you don't do it. Uh, um, but uh, I risked it with this Fisker and it turned out to be really great. You know, and I mean, like, I, some of the stuff I use is modern. Some of the stuff I use is, is, is way older, like, wood handle stuff. Yeah. But... Well, our first thing, is, our kind of our go-to is, like, when we're trying to figure something out. Because we do live in a really old cabin, and we live in a forest and stuff. And we try to not only live in harmony with the land, but also we've been um, working at living in harmony with the seasons. And in doing that, one of the things that we continue to refer back to is what did people used to do you know like 50 years ago 100 years ago 500 years ago like what did people do then and how can we learn from those lessons to know like how we can like best uh you know live off of this land and help with that and we found a lot of interesting old methods that work well and of course there's plenty of modern things you know we're by no means living by candlelight you know oh my god no. uh, you know no. or without refrigeration or anything like that we we're definitely crazy not like that up here. um we're yeah. very technological <laughs> people but uh, at yeah. the same time we understand that the paths of our ancestors and those who walked before us whether in this land or in other lands oh, has valuable knowledge and information associated Associated with it and we want to really try and not only learn that but understand why it was happening that way and that's something that we do not just with the house but also with magic and also um, with other things so I do a lot of sewing and um, and there's a lot of that that goes that yeah. I've been learning well, I, I do a lot of the work on the you know like like little stuff I'm, I'm big on building stuff the all the shelves behind me I built I actually I built these years and years and years ago I built the top for our altar so when you see that in the next in the next uh podcast um you'll see the altar that we have for for yule i built all the shelving for that um i really love i do a lot of wood carving yeah um i do leather work my family has a history like since we got in this country pre-civil war doing leather work so i do a lot of leather work um i'm i'm really really big on recycling i like I'm one of those people that like keeps every scrap of wood because you never know when a corner of a two by four is going to be like the exact thing you need to finish a project. And I can't tell you how many times I have I have I have been like outside, you know, I've got my work gloves on and I'm like, you know, like covered in sweat and I, and I, and I come inside and I'm just like, oh, my God, you won't believe it. Like, I was looking for this thing, and I was trying to build this shelf, or I was trying to, re like, repair this thing on the on the <laughs> aquaponics system, or uh, repair this thing on one of the ponds, or what the heck ever. Yeah. And Meanwhile, I'm just like, this perfect triangle kitchen. of wood yeah. was exactly what we needed. I knew we needed to save it. Ha ha! Like, yeah. crazy Meanwhile, person. I'm in the kitchen doing kitchen witchery of, yeah. of some sort. We're fixing up our tinctures. Or... and tinctures yeah, and stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Making oils infused with things. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that you got to learn and, and you got to evolve and you got to grow. And I mean, I can't say that I necessarily didn't think that I was going to be like a crazy person in the woods when I grew up. You're definitely a crazy mountain wizard. Because I, I grew up in Sonoma. I grew up in a small, I grew up in a small town. I mean, like we walked everywhere. So I walk at like, like way faster than is appropriate for regular people. But they walk too slow. Everybody should walk faster. Walk faster all the time. Pay attention more. It's not that hard. Um, but uh, <laughs> I say that all the time to people. Nobody listens. It's fine. Uh, but like, no, you know what? I mean, for me, it's this thing where it's just like, you know, I kind of, I, I grew up with the like, well, we're, uh, we're going to go play in the creek or like, well, you know, we're going to go do whatever. I kind of grew up with that sort of a mentality. So being out here isn't, isn't so much of like a new shock for me, but it's a lot of opportunity. You know, I, I'm, I, I really love doing the work myself. I love learning new things. I have gotten, like, psychotically good with a chainsaw. 
fucking super rapidly. Yeah. I've parted out a bunch of redwood. We had uh, uh, AT and T had to had to drop a couple of trees for us, and um, and they you know they they cut them into droppable size pieces, which is fine, but like vaguely too big for a human to carry. You know, so I, I so I've had to part them out. Now now we've got them sitting down in the hill aging. Before I part them into like into either board lumber or, or I'm, we'll probably do redwood countertops in the long run in the kitchen with yeah, a redwood from our own like property. That. So I and I really like restoring and building old things. And and you know I learned that from from dad. I mean he yeah. you know he's he did that whole Singer sewing. What was that like a year ago or whatever? Oh he re, yeah, he, he like he like bought machine. like a Singer sewing machine and like table or whatever i was like everything's got to be no and then he just like yeah. repaired all of it so uh, you know i've always been like hyper crafty about that kind of stuff well and that lends really well to our magical practices as well yeah, a lot of the stuff that it. a lot of the stuff that yeah, i like? like to do for my practice these guys. is uh oh yeah we have these like we, these like yeah. half moon these like or little, not half moon, these like, like crescent little moon crescent moon wood things, things. We, we found online some ha hair things honestly i don't even put it in my hair uh, very often, but the, it's just like a cool little wooden moon, and then um, I sanded it. And then you just them. Like, sanded it, and yeah, I just formed. Yeah. I just formed this with carving and sanding, and then um, sealed it and polished it with a brown paper bag. It's yeah. like ten thousand grit well, sandpaper. Well, and I, I recently um, started um, patron patronizing. No. What's the word you're looking for? Following just... the goddess, the goddess Aphrodite. I'm really into Greek mythology. I guess patronizing. Would I guess patronizing work, would technically but work, but worshiping. worshiping I guess. No, I don't like that. I don't I, like worshiping. It feels less like worshiping and more like having her as a mentor. Um, so I recently patronizing is technically the yeah, right word. I, yeah, I don't like that. It's a weird word. Somebody, yeah. somebody tell us what the right fucking yeah, word is right? for this. Please. Jeez. So Man. I recently started um, started worshiping Aphrodite, and I was like, oh, I should totally get like a statue. Like she told me, like basically, like have a statue. Statuary. Gods yeah. love statuary. They do. They do. That's super uh, yeah. And I was looking through all these like cool statues and artwork online, and I was just like, you know what? None of these for me are what I what I see of her. What I feel I need yeah, of her. Envision. Yeah. What I envision. And uh, I ended up just you know getting some some polymer clay and just creating what I felt was was what I needed to see for her, for, you know, her, her visual. And I, I think that that's important, uh, because a lot of, a lot of the practice of magic is trying to, is looking at what it is that other people are doing and trying to interpret that to yourself. And that's the thing that really is like the biggest takeaway for all of the Finding years that group. I've been practicing is it's not necessarily what everybody else is doing or what you, or what the right way to do something is. And there are, there are, there are better ways than others, and some things have a wrong way to go about it. And we'll get more into those as we uh, touch on specific topics. Yep. But um, it's really about looking what everybody else is doing and finding what, like, resonates with you. Uh, and it's hard to really know what resonates with you at first because you're so... You know, trying to figure out the questions that I'd never really made, like, a statuary of a, a deity that I had been working with. And I'd never really even worked with deities before. Like, I, a little bit here and there, but not not to the level that I have been. And uh, I really, like, she now has a place on my altar, and it's perfect. She has, like, some pretty fabric and some pretty shells, and it's exactly what I wanted it to be. And if you were to look at it without knowing, you wouldn't necessarily know that that was Aphrodite, but that that's my, but that's my, my thing for it. Well, that's it. your that's Aphrodite. my Aphrodite. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's part of the cool thing about it is using that intuition to find your magic and living where we live and, and having the kind of backgrounds that we both do. We're both yeah. very do-it-yourselfers. Yeah. So Super crafty. my first thing is like, can I buy this thing for $12 or 
can I make it with $97 worth of craft supplies yeah. over It's four always months. $97 worth it's of craft supplies. It's always $97 worth of craft supplies, and it always yeah. takes forever. But Being you know what? Crafty is expensive, the end result but it's is worth, worth it. it. It's always worth it. It's always worth it. You know what? And like, and like, uh, like Goodwills and, and Sutter Hospices and all those. Yeah. All those, you know, I, I always grew up calling them junk stores, but uh, all, all those, all those kind all of stores. All the thrift stores. The thrift stores. They, they have so much stuff, and you know, what it's that thing where it's like when you when you see a thing you like it i i've got this uh uh this octopus cat that we've got up here on top of my desktop and like i've got this like plush little squ little, uh, kawaii little kawaii stuffed animals stuffed animal thing and i've got like five four, three four little stuffed animal kawaii sea creatures that i hang off the ceiling um, above the altar space on my side of the altar um, because I like having like those like sea creature things and just you know what it's one of those things where it's like uh, you never know if you're a great artist until um, you start doing art you know it, what is that movie we, we watched um, god I think we've watched it three times so far this year um, scare me Oh yeah. There's a on line Shutter. on Shutter. There's this movie called Scare Me. It's fantastic. It's it's basically like uh, three people acting out stories in a room. You know, so instead of like shooting a story with Hollywood uh, like like cinematography and like movie magic yeah. and all this, it's just like an asshole pretending to do a story. It's fantastic. Watch this movie. But but we watched it this year, and and one of the ladies in here is like a successful writer, and. Um, she said something that I've we've both always strongly believed in um, through craft and through our other hobbies and stuff like that. But it, but it, she put it in such a way where it's just like she's like, you just have to do the work, you know. And at one yeah. point in time, she's yelling at this guy and she's like, I'm a writer. You have to put in the work. I observe reality. I write down ideas. You know, I, I, I start stories that are fucking dumb and you have to do that. And, you know, I mean, like. As a recent example, uh, in November, I did Nanarimo for the yeah. first time. Um, and I've been writing a little bit here and there. And I, obviously, I, there's, I did not finish 50,000 words in a month um, just because of life being as busy as it is and as chaotic as it is right now. Uh, you know, but I got a lot done and I finished several stories. Yeah. And uh, I, write, I write short horror, um, like short story horror. And uh, you know what, I, I like, and it got me in a place where I feel more connected to my writing and I write more efficiently. And that kind of stuff has really, like, it it, it feels good yeah. is the way that I'm going to well, say it. I think you know that what makes I'm a saying? good point. And, and you got really... to do the work. And the work doesn't mean that you have to do what chapter five of some fucking book says and it doesn't mean that you need to complete yeah. some fucking spell like i i have this like hyper hate for modern goal-oriented living uh, it's super toxic to people's minds like one day we will we will learn this as a species and we'll figure it the fuck out that like it's and it's crazy because we, we've talked about this for thousands of years we've never really like dialed it in it's not the destination it's the journey you yeah. know, and and you you gotta be okay with what you're doing, and you know what? Sometimes you're not feeling it, you know, and you're just like, I don't know, and whatever, and it's cool to like not do a thing, you know, and that's why I like to put it. It's like I'm just, you know what? I don't want to do a thing right now. I'm just gonna fucking chill. Let's put on a horror movie or whatever. We're big horror fans. Like let's put on a horror movie and let's just chill. And sometimes it's like, you know, I don't want to do a thing, but I know I need to get this done, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make this work. You know, or I'm going to be up until, hell, the first half of November, I was up until 2 o'clock in the morning writing like, yeah. every day, you know, just because I was just like, I was so into into the groove of it. And that's the thing, is it's like, you find your groove. You know, if, if, if you have a belief that's one direction and you have a, 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 a practicality that is maybe not in line with what others of your belief follow, that's cool. Like, who, like that's fine, man. Yeah. You know, everybody practices differently. Every Everything's different. And to be completely honest, I mean, from like an absolute historical accuracy point of view, a lot of what we know, we primarily know from either like third, fourth, 
like like fifth sources. So it's yeah. not they're not even like real prime sources, or it's post facto made up stuff based yeah. on the one primary source we actually have. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more when we get. Yeah, into yeah, we'll dive into this podcasts. when we do like more spe but, specific. But um, I, I feel like but... really you hit the nail on the head there because it's like finding what works for you, and that's yeah. really what Be it is. Be Stella, find your groove. <laughs> No, that's all about getting your groove back as if you've lost it. Um, so, like, you know, find find the Ugh. thing that interests you and then just pursue it and just allow, allow space in your mind to evaporate the things away that make you question whether or not it's the thing that you want to be doing or the mm -hmm. thing you should be doing and just sort of follow that thread. And when that thing clicks... And you feel it, and whether it's about magic or about something else, like take that thing, it's precious, and and work on that thing. Keep that keep that click. Alive. Yeah, yeah. Live in that moment. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and truly understand that you are you are not alone in any thought that you have. You know, there's there's uh, it's that like humbling nature of nihilism nonsense but um <laughs> but i mean honestly like if if you feel a practice or a thing is maybe not your vibe and there's something a little bit better even though it's disassociated with maybe the necessary historical practices of the thing that you believe in or accept or or, or, or feeling or whatever right uh, honestly like be aware of the fact that there are certainly other people who believe similarly to you you know, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like all potential thoughts have, will be, and, and uh, you know, and are being thought in any given moment, you know? And, and it's that, you know, I'm, I'm sort of psychotically into into like quantum mechanics and physics and, and, and that kind of stuff and the like greater id of science. And, and sometimes the application of those ideas to something as esoteric as belief sort of enlighten you on this idea that like you can be free in your thought with the knowledge that you are not alone in that thought but also with the knowledge and acceptance that the like specificity and originality and and uh, difference right the otherhood of your thought is what makes your thought as special and as powerful as it is and I know that, especially nowadays, we have such a bias towards otherness, right? Nobody wants to be the outside. But, you know, I, I've, I've always had this saying, and I, I've always believed this in its truest sense, uh, normal people fucking suck, dude. Like, be weird. Be crazy. Be fun. Be the truest self that you are. Don't fucking upset other people or hurt other people. Don't be a piece of shit. But, but be the truest you and that's incredibly important in my and mind difficult and difficult yeah and well on, on that, that note, note yeah <laughs> um before i drone on endlessly forever uh i feel like only i need to be saddled with that with that not not all super of, i know what I'm, i know what i'm doing or i don't uh, who knows? <laughs> uh ooh, whatever it doesn't matter anywho yeah so um uh, i've been john norgrove and i've been julie norgrove this is horn and, and cauldron, cauldron podcast yeah and um if you're listening to us subscribe or follow or whatever the particular application you're using on uses podcasts, whatever term they use for leave it leave us a review yeah leave us a review share it with your friends uh, if it has commenting if the if that particular service allows you to leave comments comment if not uh the video of this podcast is going to be on youtube.com slash nerd jive um and it'll it'll come out just slightly before the podcast uh gets yeah. to whatever subscription and if you're, service you're on. Uh, watching us there give us a like yep. give us a share yep. comment, comment. we look forward to hearing more about all of you and what you think do you have yeah. any yeah let us let us know what us? your practice is um uh give us mail we're de you know we're definitely going to read through it yeah uh you can always visit nerdjive.com and um and just go to go to contact us and uh, i have a contact form there for you to send us mail 
Um, and yeah. And the next been... show will be uh, on Yule. So yeah, we're going to be sharing so it's gonna be... what our practices yep. are and how we like to go through sort of the Yule season. And that's pretty much from, uh, from December th- pretty much through like the end of January, um, sort of into February. So Yule is, uh, you know, the, the darkest of the winter months. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yule, Yule itself is the 21st that. through the first, yeah. uh, you know, but the winter months are, are sort of like all about that. Um, we'll also talk about what we do for ritual. We, uh, pre Rona, uh, generally celebrate ritual with a, with a number of friends. Yeah. So we'll talk about how we do ritual and how we've adapted to rit- uh, we've adapted our ritual in these trying times, uh, as well as uh, what we kind of do as a general rule for winter. To uh, you know what, honestly, keep your food budget down, but your happiness budget up. For, yeah. To sound like a and fucking piece of shit. Some <laughs> fun craft. Yeah, and some fun craft <laughs> ideas for you. There's a lot of good uh, low cost. Like entry level crafts, you can do to you can do to really up your Yule game, as it were. Yeah. Um, and we both have very different interpretations of how we ho- uh, celebrate these things, and so that's going to be informative for you guys, and I, and I think you guys will enjoy it. So yeah, join us yeah. next time for Yule. Um, and uh, yeah, you, I guess thank we'll you catch for, you guys next time. Uh, huh? Listening. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, join us the next time, and uh, we'll see you then. More drinking and more talking. Then. Yeah, we'll see you then. <laughs>